Hey, I'm Matt Hudgens. He's Dave Mulvaney, and this is Profitability MD. Dave, how you doing today, buddy? Matt, I'm doing fantastic, and this is our 40th episode. Episode 40. That's really hard to believe, actually. It's, I guess it's 40 weeks ago we started. I guess it's 40 weeks, and we've been pretty consistent. I like it. Consistency is the key, I think, to whatever you're doing. If you're going to do something, do it, right? That's exactly right. I got, I'll come back to that. Maybe I mentioned last time. All right, so uh, how to be profitable in business. Let's just come back to how to be profitable in business. We're called Profitability MD. Uh, profitability Matt and Dave, that's what the MD stands for. Uh, it could also be MD if you're a doctor. But Profitability MDs, let's talk about how to have a profitable business. So... Um, you want to start? You go ahead and start. Tell me what you got. Give me, oh, let's, let's just well, go like tip by tip and we can go back and forth with each other. Cause I got, I would think the first thing you want to do to be profitable in business is um, you need a, a product or service that solves a problem worth solving. In other words, there's some great ideas that people have, but if there's nobody out there who needs it, you know, the old adage, if you want to be a billionaire, um, find a problem that a billion people have and solve it. Well, it's the same thing. If so, if if there's a problem, you gotta. It's got to be a problem that people are willing to pay for to solve. So, how to be profitable in business? I think number one is there needs to be a problem that you have a solution for in the marketplace, and that's a solution um, that fixes that problem and that problem is worth solving. I think we got to start there. If you want to be profitable in business, you know, you got to have something that worth solving. Right. Exactly right. And we've talked about that before. I, I always say two ways to make money in this world, solve a problem for somebody or, um, well, three ways, solve a problem, which, I, which is, which is uh, add value. I could do it myself. I don't want to do it anymore. And then willing to do what others aren't. People will pay for stuff they don't want to do. Right. So three ways to make money. Uh, it's funny you say this. So one of my things that we talked about this before uh, about how to be profitable is uh, work so well in the past, I quit doing it. Right. So I always like starting out with that when I, when I have a new client, a new coaching client or what worked well for you in the past, how did you start this business? What was your best marketing campaign in the last year, two years, three years? Um, let's find something you were already doing that worked and we can restart it and tweak it. So I always say, like we said, we had an episode on that. Works so well, I quit doing it. And if they're, you know, if they're, I think what happens is people, okay, so right now we're, we're discussing an existing business. We'll come back to maybe a startup. But um, what a lot of existing businesses do is they get something that's working. It's not working great, but it's working. And they come out with this grandiose plan to try to like make the, the wheel turn faster or what, however you want to say it, the engine go faster. But what they end up doing is they get so far from where they were, what was working that neither's working. And so, because they're not doing this thing that was working anymore. So I think um, business is not about these big grand changes. It's typically about little tweaks. You know, um, the way like NASCAR, the way they make those cars go faster is very minor changes because everybody's got the same motor. You know, if you're in a Ford, everybody's got the same Ford engine. If you're in a Chevy, everybody's got the same Chevy engine and they all have the same limits that they can do. Right. So what makes a difference? Little tweaks. Um, 
tire, airs in the air in the tires, um, aerodynamics, stickers on cars. Believe it or not, stickers on cars make a difference. How many stickers do those cars have? <laughs> so, I mean, it's kind of funny, but, you know, it's the little tweaks that make the difference when you no, got no, something that's working. And it's perfect. So, so I have this, this uh, example with a landscaper, uh, you know, a yard guy, right? And so we've talked about this before about roofers and plumbers and stuff like that, where you're kind of working the neighborhood, real estate agents, you're working the neighborhood. So you've got a landscape guy um, working. So we want to get the other neighbors as your clients, right? And so um, typical, what he was doing was, and he wasn't doing it consistently. So the first of all, wasn't consistently. Oh yeah, I got a client in the neighborhood and you know, we'll send out postcards for a 10% discount, right? Typical, but it, First of all, it wasn't consistent, so I wasn't doing it all the time. So it would be good to do it more systematic. And then you're, you know, you're the copyright guru guy. It's like, well, that's not really a good message. So we came up with a better message, which was, which was more about, hey, uh, hey, does your neighbor's lawn look better than yours? Right? So that's a little, you know, we, I always say uh, interrupt, engage, educate, and offer. So the headline, hey, does your neighbor's yard look better? And of course it does, because he's using whatever us or magic or he's got magic you know whatever he make you know, magic seeds magic beans you know whatever magic a secret he's got a secret sauce or whatever right and then it's educating you know whatever most landscape architectures don't do this we do you know now you're doing the checklist right educating them on what makes a good lawn guy hey you want to make sure they edge every time i don't know right he, he knows i don't know and then the offer then is you know download our free guide a consumer's guide to picking a, a yard guy Again, I'm simplifying the terms, right? I understand. But now it's much more, so, so I was kind of doing that. You know, I'd put a little, you know, postcard 10% discount. But I wasn't doing it all the time. So first of all, let's do it every time, all the time, right? And then let's do a, a better, let's call it a consumer guide, Joe Polish, consumer guide, Dean Jackson, consumer guide, which was, and then we used my little formula, the interrupt, engage, educate, and offer. Hey, is your neighbor's yard looking better than yours? Of course it is because he uses us, but you don't say us. And, and that was a better offer, right? And so literally you saw his leads like quadruple, right? Because 10% isn't going to motivate me to switch lawn guys, right? And it may not motivate me if I don't have a lawn guy to even start, right? But you know, hang on. That, if you don't mind me piping in right there. Yeah. So um, on average, depending on the subdivision, um, you know, houses sell every single week in a subdivision. I mean, in a, in a normal size subdivision. And so I was talking to Simon who does my, my lawn. And I said, Simon, now you have no signs on your truck and no tr signs in your trailer. I, and I asked him, I said, do people stop to talk to you to, to get your phone number to do the lawns? And he said, yeah, that's how you became my customer. <laughs> I'm in, there's a big problem here. And he said, what's the problem? I said, well, here's what, when you, when your truck is and your trailer's parked out there, well, a lot of times you're doing like four lawns. So you're in the backyard. Somebody can't stop to talk to you. You need a sign. And, and I told him, I said, you should have, of course, signs on your vehicle. If they're just the magnetic signs, yeah, just the magnets be fine. Definitely one on the trailer, at least one on the trailer. But what it should say is I can cut your lawn this week and a phone number, or Simon, Simon says, I can cut your lawn this week, because your name's Simon, so he's like, what does Simon says mean? I'm like, you wouldn't understand. I'm oh, not. that's hilarious, that's a good one. So, 
Um, Simon says I can cut your lawn this week. And, and because, but, and I said, you, you need to go online and go to Vistaprint or something and, and get these small yard signs yeah. and just put them in every yard while you're working. And it just do that. And so, you know, he hasn't done it yet, but my, my point is it's those people moving into the neighborhood who are looking for a lawn person and all they have to do is drive by. And right. that can be the difference of in literally 90 days having more lawns than oh, you could possibly. More than you handle. Our little thing, like I said, quadrupled his amount of business. Yeah. Literally, because he was getting up. But you're, I mean, you're making every point, right? And, and my point was, okay, roofers, same thing, which I've seen before with roofers where the roof gets changed and they put little things in it, but they don't do it consistently and they don't do it again. It's like, hey, we're in the neighborhood. It's not, give me the little compelling message, right? Yours is so simple. I love it, right? He could do that. The roofer could do that. Hell, a plumber can do that, right? Like you said, leaving the car in the, you know, out front, but he could also just service a neighbor, drop a little postcard or a little whatever in everybody's mailbox while he's here on the way out, right? I mean, you're exactly right. And it's so funny how those, like you just saying about the, the NASCAR, it's those little tweaks that it's like, holy smokes. Remember our little five formula, which is, uh, you know, five ways to grow a business. I need more leads which is, means I mean more bats, I need better conversions, number two. Number three is I need more transactions, meaning more business from existing clients or clients sending me referrals. We need pricing, which I call bundling, which is upsell and downsell and cross-sell, and we need profits, which is talking about use of your resources. We all need more at bats, especially, those are my favorite kind of clients. Client, I mean, business owners that are really good at what they do, they just need, and they really are good once they get in front of somebody, they just need to get in front of more people. This is exactly that, right? How does that guy, your lawn guy, Simon says, hey, that's beautiful. That's beautiful, Dave. Simon says, I can cut he, he did, awesome. I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to say it in a nice way. Simon is um, a really great guy. He's from a different country. Right. Um, and so he doesn't understand the analogy. Um, but it's a really good analogy. I like it. But it, it's not just that. It's like you said, the roofing guy or the plumber. The, you know. Plumbers, they pull up in their truck. Air conditioning people pull up in their truck. Um, and if if it were me, now here, let's talk about AT&T or, or uh, Comcast. Right. What's the first thing they do when they get out of their truck, if you've seen them lately? They now put an orange cone in the front, orange cone in the back, and orange cone around the vehicle. In my opinion, if you're in a service business, HVAC, electrical, plumbing, roofing, I don't care, locksmith, whatever it is, when you get out of your vehicle, you should have a cone with a sign on it that says that has an advertising message. Okay. Why not? You're parked. Of course your vehicle, I don't know many locksmiths or plumbers or whoever who don't have their vehicle that looks like a billboard, but um, it's just a billboard. Why not give a call to action? I'm here fixing a leak. I can fix yours tomorrow. No, that'd be great. Plus the orange cone draws attention. Like a lot of times you don't notice the worker, the worker's car, you know, in the cul-de-sac, right? With a little orange cone, it even draws a little more attention to you, right? Oh yeah, right? You, otherwise you might just say, I don't know if that's a, you know, whatever. You don't pay attention to the cars sitting around typically. So putting the orange cone, I think even draws more attention, which is very, that's a great point. So being profitable in business is having a problem worth solving, but you brought it up. More clients is, is the way to get profitable. I think too many people get, try to get too cute. 
Um, they hire people like me, copywriters, okay? I'll be honest. I mean, granted, copywriters are really good at what we're doing as long as you're willing to spend some money on advertising. I mean, we're, we're about driving traffic, whether that's through mailers, whether that's through Facebook ads or, so, you know, if you're in a standard service business, well, you're probably not, you're using, you know, online uh, Angie's List and these other things to generate leads, very expensive, $200, $250 a lead, that's expensive when you could put a sign behind your vehicle when you're at an existing customer's house um, or if you're at a restaurant. I mean, get some calls, let people see your phone number um, and that, you know, I'll, I'll use when I had a locksmith company back in the early 90s. Um, my wife and I, we were poor. I mean, we were very poor at the time. But the nice thing about the locksmith business is it, you'd get cash. And I would drive around the mall parking lot back when there were malls. And I would drive until enough people waved me down to unlock their car because you locked their keys in the car back when that used to happen a lot. It's hard to do that nowadays because the cars don't lock and that kind of thing. But we would, we'd make $100, $150 in less than an hour. And then we'd go out to eat. On a Friday night, we, I mean, <laughs> that was our game really? plan. Friday at 5.30, I'm driving oh, awesome. somewhere, and then my wife and I, would go out to eat. And <laughs> so you don't need, you don't need a, a big advertising campaign to generate revenue and be profitable in business. You just have to be a little different. Uh, my friend Max always says, be the thumb, not the finger, because you have more fingers than thumbs. So be different. In That's a pretty good one. So, so um, we talked about this kind of before online. It was actually funny because I'm actually doing this for one of my buddies. Um, so just outline it um, starting, I think it's next week. I think it's next week. Um, Medicare enrollment. So if you're over 65 and you're on Medicare for your health insurance, it's time to um, renew. They renew it every single year, right? And so you have Medicare, but then you have these supplemental plans which cover the gaps that Medicare doesn't cover, okay? You don't, I don't need to do that much but so I'm doing this for one of my buddies, one of my friends of mine. And um, so I was asking him, all right, all right. Cause he knows, I mean, this stuff is so intricate. Like it sounds so simple, but it is very intricate. And so I was asking him, all right, Bob. So, so why should I tell my clients to even look at or, you know, review their Medicare? Why would they just sign up with what they had last year? And he goes into this, you know, just dialogue cause he knows everything. He's like, Oh, here's, you know, the 10 reasons why you should review your Medicare plan every year. Stuff gets dropped or, or added. Your medication may not be covered under this plan. You might need to switch over here. Your doctor may or may not be on this. He had all these reasons of why every year it's a good idea to review your existing plan, right? And I was like, well, well, that's great. I mean, because he's very knowledgeable. Uh, and, and, and what are you doing with that information? He goes, nothing. <laughs> like, yeah. I say, what do you mean? So I was like, Look, just write those 10 things down, right? Write those, I just say 10 things, whatever they were. Write them down, send me an email, right? I want to send this out to my clients on, on my other side of my business, right? Then I said, matter of fact, so he sent me those. And there was more during our conversation than what he wrote down. I'm like, Bob, you're killing me. You're still not, why don't we do uh, an interview like this? You know, I'll, I'll get him on the Zoom and I'll record it. And so I want to send that video and the little outline that you sent me out to all my clients who are over 65 that should review their stuff. Heck, all my friends that are over 65 that should review their stuff, right? This is just information I want to spread the word to. And then, Bob, you can use it for 
all your clients and all your friends, because that's actually his business as part of the medical supplemental insurance. And, and the importance of that, Matt, is, you know, Bob has an attrition level that is probably, you know, I'm, I'm guessing like his clients probably stay on average three years and then they move. The reason they move is one reason, because Bob hasn't told them anything new in three years. But if he sends that video out every year, let's say he just does a video. He doesn't even take the time to write it. Doesn't even Bob take does a video with Matt and then sends it out to all of his clients and says, hey, you really need to know this. Just a little video in front of the video and say, hey, Susie, I, I, you know, just an online quick cell phone thing. Hey, Susie, I want you to watch this video. It's all the things you need to know about this year's changes in the healthcare before you, and right. I'm here to help you. Plus, how different is that? Who's doing that? Nobody's doing that, right? Nobody is doing that. So I was going to outline what that was. So if you backed into this, which you and I talked offline, I read somewhere, I was reading it this week, or maybe it was a marketing guy who told me, I forget. And it was, all right, what are the 10 most common questions that clients or prospects ask you? You know, I've heard about frequently asked questions, so FAQ. What are the 10 most common questions that they ask you, prospects and clients? And then, but then secondly, what are the 10 questions you think they should be asking you? Right. So now you're the expert. What what are they asking you? What I'm sorry, what are not they asking you that they should be asking? Right. And out of that, there's 20 questions. And there is your marketing message. There's your market market. That's like what I said with Bob, right? Tell me why I, I should tell my clients to review their health care. Here are the 10 reasons. Hey Bob, what what do they know? What should they know that they don't know? And he went boom, 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 boom. Because he's an expert, right? I'm not an expert, he's an expert. And that's valuable. You could do that same thing. The lawn guy, what, what are 10 things that you should know about doing your lawn? Hey, you need to do fertilizer and whatever, except, you know, the fall and the spring and you should do some sort of treatment and da, da, da. I, I don't know what a lawn, I don't know anything about lawn, right? I don't know. All I know is how, I mean, I don't know. Um, I would, I always ask, how do you get grass to grow under the trees? Right. Where, where, <laughs> where it doesn't have sun. Well, and it goes back, you mentioned this back one of our earlier episodes was the lawnmower guy. The guy has a lawnmower guy. I think that guy was in North Carolina and he's, he does little home videos on how to repair the lawnmower. And of course you could do it yourself or you could just say, well, hell, I don't want to do it myself. I want him to do it. Right. There's my expert. So it goes back to us creating. So, so now we did a lot of things actually. Now that I think we unpack a lot of that. Right. So, so now there's the top 10 questions, the top things people should add, right. There's your marketing. That could be 10 blog posts, 20 blog posts, right. That could be a video, right. That could be an email like we just talked about. Um, I've done drip campaigns, which are along those lines, like uh, 10 biggest mistakes to avoid or ticks, 10 tax saving tips for business owners. And literally, so I have a drip campaign. That's exactly what I have. Uh, 10 tax saving tips or, or it's better than that because the title's like, you know, 10 tax saving tips that every business owner should know, right? A little catch your headline. And then the drip campaign is... Um, 10 emails, actually it's 12. I give you an intro, hey, we just wrote this new guide on 10 tax saving tips for business owners, every business owner should know. You know, you're gonna click here to download it. Um, that's kind of the intro, I call it the intro email. And then email one is, hey, now I make a joke at it. 90% of people who download stuff don't actually read it. Surely that's not you. You know, tip number one was X, Y, Z. So I, each email is the 10 tips one at a time. Right, and then the eleven, the twelfth email. So number one is an intro, download the guide. And the next ten are each ten points with a little intro and extras, making a joke out of how nobody reads stuff. There's there's some stat now that it's like ninety or ninety five percent. They keep track now on Kindle. 
that when you download a book, 95% of people don't read past chapter one, right? And so they, they extrapolated that and said, most people don't download anything they, most people don't read anything they download or buy, right? It's the headline that catches us, right? So my little book, the uh, 45 minute business break. So Dean Jackson, I got my little book, 45 minute breakthroughs, how I find $10,000 in any business. And Dean Jackson says, well, heck, it doesn't really matter. That could be like empty white pages. It did its job if the title entices you to ask for a copy of it. Because now I know you're interested in finding $10,000 in your business or finding $100,000 in your business. It did its job. Copywriting 101, Matt. It's right. all about the headline. The content, right. The content didn't even matter. Um, so anyway, I got distracted. But my point being, that, that's a drip campaign. So now we got Bob. Go back to Bob, who's got the 10 reasons why you should review your Medicare. Okay, we made a video which is different and catchy, and then he can make that into a 10 email drip campaign for his clients, prospects, and everybody he knows. Boom. I didn't tell him that, Bob. I'm going to call him back when I get off the phone. <laughs> so let's pause for a moment only because um, if somebody was watching this and they're like wanting to be profitable in business and maybe hadn't started a business, you covered a massive amount of ground. And, and one of the things was, blog post. I mean, so, all right, if you're going to be in business, I do believe you need a website, but not every business needs a website. Okay. Um, but you do need some kind of uh, place where customers can go. And then a place where you can, you know, disseminate information, which um, if you don't have a website, then Facebook, uh, a business Facebook page where you can put your videos and these, um, your, your, your drip campaign, by the way, what's a drip campaign? It's just an email written, and, and that's a great concept. A really good concept, the way, the way you have it laid out. 12 tap, tax tips, um, but you could take those same things and put them into 12 little videos and also put them on your Facebook page. And so you don't have to be like this great creator of information I don't want to make it, you know, a lot of people get scared off by that. I'm not a social media guy. Well, don't be. Just be yourself. Right. I think too many people are trying to be someone they're not. You know, a lot of people want to be Tony Robbins, but only one person on the planet can be Tony Robbins, and that's Tony Robbins himself. Um, and so that, you know, just be yourself, but you've got to, you've got to get your information out in, into the, your client's ears, I right. guess is the way to say well, it. And they're yeah, and you just mentioned that to the two things. Actually. So you're right. There's only one Tony Robbins, and, and I think it might have been Tony Robbins that I was talking about, but the world needs other coaches too, right? Because, uh, and I always use the golf example, and we've used this before, right? Is that, you know, I change golf coaches about every two or three years, personal trainers about every three or four years. I just need to hear the message from a different person. They might be telling me the same thing, but it just resonates. Or I'll use golf as the analogy, you know, you saw something about fixing your slice a year ago, didn't really think much of it, but, but now it resonates because I'm slicing the ball. Maybe last year I wasn't slicing the ball, right? So that goes back to the timing and why we need to constantly stay in contact with people because, you know, that buying decision a year ago wasn't for fixing the slice, it was, you know, whatever, fixing the hook, right? But now it is, it changed, right? And so going back to the Tony Robbins, um, I heard this from someone I can't, I wish I could attribute it. And it's, um, you don't have to be better than everybody else. You just have to be different. And everybody has a different story. So uh, you and I were talking about a financial advisor offline, right? And so 
every financial advisor has their own story of how they got to be the financial advisor, right? I, I've got one of my friends who was a, a divorce therapist. And so she ended up becoming a financial advisor for divorced women. And it was a transition from, hey, I'm a therapist helping particularly the women. And, the, and then now they need financial help and she got into financial, right? That's her story. I could help divorced and widowed women too. My story is different. Mine is I helped my aunt who got divorced and my, uh, a friend of my, you know, friend of mine's mother who was a widow, right? I'm not better, but I am different than she is. She has her story that's going to resonate for certain people. I have my story that's going to resonate with, with my people, right? And so even the, the, the landscape guy, right? Your Simon Says guy, he's probably got a little funny little story of how he got into it, right? Or I came to America to, you know, whatever. It could be a fun little story. That's part of that educate. Remember, interrupt, engage, educate, motivate. And so that uh, education could be their little story, right? And again, different is better. It's not that I'm the best landscaper, damn it. It's well, just you know, it's, it's, I'm glad you said it the way you said it. And, and everybody has a story. So if you can look at it this way, everybody's a painter. But if you don't paint, no one will ever see your painting. And so that's what you're saying is everybody has a story. And if you don't start telling your story, you'll never attract your tribe. Because I believe that, you know, uh, that you were put on this planet and, and certain people are going to be naturally attracted to your story. Your story is created through a life that only, um, only you yeah, only you have and was a series of circumstances that only you have been through from the very time you were born to where you are today. And so only you can tell that story. And many of those, those connections that are going to be made with somebody else are only able to be connected through you. And so if you, but that's the, the thing is how to be profitable in business. Well, there's two things. Number one is you got to start telling people your story. Number two, if you go into the golf business, you're probably going to make money because golfers just spend money <laughs> on anything. That's right. That's a perfect example. He changes coaches and clubs and, and whatever else probably to be oh, trips, vacation, travel, right? So golfing can be profitable, but um, don't go into golfing. If you have no passion for golf, that's the other thing is if you love golf and, and you've got some, tips, tricks, whatever that help people, then that could be a good, you know, good place to, to go. But everybody's got a story and you got to start telling it. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, here's another thing and we'll use from our strategic coach. Let's get a full care, you know, strategic coach. Um, they call it the uh, DOS conversation. I think of it as the SWAT conversation without the weakness. So SWAT is something you can Google S W O T strength, weakness, opportunities, threat. Uh, Dan Sullivan has something. He says, hey, we're not going to talk about the weaknesses. His is uh, dangers, DOS, dangers, opportunities, strengths, which is kind of like threats, opportunities, strengths. So it's like the SWOT analysis about the weakness. The reason I tell you that is one of the things I do with all my coaching clients is have that DOS conversation. And you could say, as a business owner, again, what are the top three concerns you have? Okay. Cash flow, X, employee problems not taking enough time off, whatever yours. Okay. What are your opportunities? Most business owners know what they should be doing or could be doing to make more money. They're just not doing it. Right. And so th that comes out in that conversation. Your opportunities could be that I could do a better job of being more consistent lands, you know, put it in the postcards and offering the 10% discount. Right. Just using the landscape guy as you know, example, let's be more consistent with that. Right. 
uh, or let's tweak it like we, we talked about, right? So most people know, that's what's really interesting to me, most people know, oh, and then the strengths is, so I always say opportunities are things you know you should be doing and you're not. Again, worked so well I quit doing it. That's what opportunities are. You probably know what you should be doing in your business that you're not. I could be making more money if I did this. Well, right? you, have te- you have teenagers, Matt. How many times did they know what they're supposed to be doing? <laughs> That's right. And the last one is strengths on that, which is I always frame it this way. What are you really good at or your business really good at that you know you should be doing more of? You'd make more money if you did more of that. You know, you're a copywriter and you're really good at writing this type copy. I would be really good at writing copy for trucking businesses, for landscape. Then let's do more of that, right? Opportunities. I have a great opportunity to, again, let's use a copywriter, that I could write a great piece for whatever, the landscape guys, right? So I could just, so, so most of these guys know, if you look at your top three concerns, right, your dangers, if you look at your top three opportunities, things I should be doing that I'm not, or used to do that I don't do, strengths, the same thing, things that we're really good at, I know we could be successful, we did more of, right? And then the coaching is, well, let me help you do that. Would you like help doing that, right? Because a lot of that is us, that goes into our stuff, the five ways to, to grow a business. We talk about A plus activities. We talk about getting good copywriting. We talk about messaging. That's what the coaching is, is helping you implement the stuff that you probably know you should be doing. We all know how to lose weight. It's, you know, it's baloney, right? You, you eat less and you exercise more. Anybody who's, and, and I'm, I'm doing this thing right now. I think we mentioned last time, 75 hard or whatever. Yeah. Okay. yeah. We know how to lose weight. I know how to lose weight. I need to eat less and exercise more. It ain't rocket science. I'm overweight because it's my own damn fault, right? Not some thyroid problem or whatever. There are people that have them. I think it's like 2% though. It ain't, there's, it ain't everybody. The, there's the, there's the, uh, the waiver, right? The, the, right, right. There's the waiver. I know, but it's like 2%. I don't know. We can Google what the, but my point is you probably know what you need to be doing in your business to be successful and you're not doing it. Now, why do people not do it? Because they're too busy. They're overwhelmed, right? I, my, people come to me because they're stuck. They're overwhelmed. They're frustrated. They've tried stuff that didn't work, right? When in reality, all they really need is a little change in their mindset. We talk about that. And some business fundamentals. That's what these five-step formulas are and the eight profit activators and are. You've got your baseball analogy. Just business fundamentals. But they, that, they really need one thing. If, okay. if these people are, when you're off track, you need one thing and one thing alone. And that is the, the unwavering faith that you're going to accomplish what you set out to do. I mean, literally you got to, I mean, you got to believe that you're going to get something. I mean, because without the drive, look, too many obstacles come up. Look, if you, like you said, we'll talk about losing weight. Well, if you want to really want to lose the weight, you lose the weight because you do what it takes. Everybody on, on January 1st says they want to, they want to lose weight, but by January 20th, right, right. 90% are done. Yeah. Uh, you know, and that, that, that's, that, that's just the, the nature of human beings. You got to get really clear on what you want. Clarity in what you want and, and unwavering faith that you're going to get it is you're going to put you on track. Now, one more thing about how to be profitable in business. I think that we, we left out. And you, I think you brought it up maybe in the five points. I believe you should charge more for what you do. There you go. Whatever, whatever you're charging now, um, I don't believe unless 
you are, uh, look, I'm gonna use Amazon, for instance. Now, a lot of people think Amazon charges the lowest pricing. Well, Amazon doesn't have any products, okay? They are a logistics company. And by the way, I've, I, I've said this and nobody seems to be talking about it, but um, I do believe in the next 20 years, either FedEx or UPS will no longer exist. Amazon will take over the Good cars. Result. I mean, well, they're, they're moving more freight than anybody on the planet. I mean, they're, so um, things change, but they, they don't have products. But they're not the lowest price in terms of they get their fee no matter what. Their fee is X, whatever it is. Right. You need to charge a fee that's going to make you money no matter what you do. And if you're not working, then, then you're going after the wrong clients. If, if, the, if your response is, well, my clients will never pay that, then continue to work with the ones of those that you like and look for higher paying clients. Yeah, and, that, and that's a great point. And, and part of the way that, 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 that's part of the mental shift that I talk about with, with, with my guys, which is you gotta view money as, and, and payment and raising your prices as, doing good. The more people I help, the more successful, the more money I get, right? So you have to change the mental shift of, of a lot of people have, I'm not worthy or, or I'm not worth that much. It's not, a, if you help people, you'll get compensated. So, so if that little mental shift for myself was key, which was, you know, the more people I help, the more money I'll make. That, that, what is money? Money is just a reflection of the value that I'm adding to others, right? the value that I'm adding to others. And when you make that shift for me personally and what I do for my coaching guys is when you make that mental tweak, that's one of the main mental tweaks that we start making that it's, it's huge because then it's not a reflection of, you know, money's evil and all that stuff. It's no, I can raise prices like you had said, because the value I'm adding is worth more than the price they're paying. I know that in my heart, the more people I help, the more money I will make. So that's one of the little mental tweaks. tweaks. And let's take that a, Okay, that mental tweak, um, one of the things I carry, I carry three things that I do every day in my pocket, every single day, and these three things, one of them is quote or propose more every day, five days a week. So, you know, you've got to help more people, right? And the more people you help, the more you're going to get paid. How are you going to help more people? You've got to quote more. You've got to propose more. That's one of my five daily, technically three daily activities um, that I do every day. I've, I have five activities that I do. One of them is exercise. I don't even think about it. But quoting is an exercise in getting to those people. And if oh, yeah. you quote or propose every single day, meaning you're, you're, you're putting dollars out. If you want to make $5 million, um, I'm guessing you might have to quote 15 or $20 million yeah. a year. Or 50, who knows? I don't know what the number is, but whatever it is, whatever your closing ratio is, that's how much you have to quote. Whatever your goal is, you want to make a quarter of a million dollars a year? Well, if your closing ratio is 10%, you better quote $2.5 million a year. That's, that's just, so that means you got to quote every day. Break it down per day and quote. That's how you're going to get more clients. That's how you're going to be more profitable is you've got to propose more business and the only way you're going to do that is to get in front of more people with your message, more simple that message. More message, more simple. What are the key terms they use? All the stuff we talked about. Yeah. 
Well, we've I mean, this is good. We've gone, we've gone along even. This is good. All right. So episode 40, how to be profitable in business, right? And so we kind of talked, we talked about a lot of things here. So this is actually one of our better ones, I think. Um, we talked about, it worked so well, I quit doing it. Uh, we talked about the lawn guy and how he kind of does things and doesn't does things. We talked about your Simon Says, your lawn guy. We talked about my Bob guy, the Medicare guy who needs to, you know, he knows the stuff he already knows. We talked about asking 10 questions. What are the questions people ask you? What do you think they should ask you? And that's how you should fine tune your marketing message, create a drip campaign out of that. We mentioned drip campaign. Everyone has a story. You don't have to be different. You just have to be, I'm sorry, you don't have to be better. You just have to be different or unique. Holy smokes, we got a lot. We talked about the SWOT analysis and the DOS analysis from Dan Sullivan. And a lot of times we know what we should be doing. We're just not doing it. And so then we talked about a little bit about sometimes it's just a mental adjustment uh, of, of I'm stuck, I'm frustrated. Let's make a little mental adjustment and do some business fundamentals. Holy smokes, that should have been like 10 episodes. All right. We covered a lot, but this is, this is episode 40. So if you liked what you learned today, subscribe to our channel. Comment below, ring the bell. You'll know when, when, when we put out a new episode. But um, look, this was a, we covered a lot, Matt, but this is exactly what, I mean, you and I do this like it's the back of our hand. But if, <laughs> if you need help in your business, um, we'd love to hear from you. Comment below and we'll, we'll answer the questions that you have. We'll even do an episode on it. We're gonna that put, would be great. We're going to start asking some questions on LinkedIn and uh, find out uh, what we're going to be doing over the next few episodes. Where can we find you, Matt? All right. So you got to get me over LinkedIn, Matt Hudgens, doc, or Matt Hudgens, not .com, right? Matt Hudgens over at LinkedIn. And then I got my coaching website, which is 10xprofitblueprint.com, 10xprofitblueprint.com. I got a great series of videos. You can actually go through my funnel and see, uh, see a great funnel because I got this little marketing message of, you know, why everything you know about marketing is wrong. You watch these three, four videos. It has emails to go with it. It's pretty awesome. How about you? Where do we find you? Find me at davidmulvaney.com. You can learn, uh, you know, copywriting and marketing through my blog. And um, certainly uh, you can connect with me on LinkedIn at uh, David Mulvaney. So. Awesome, man. All right. All right, Matt. Until next Good time. Good talking to you. All right. Take care.